What's working on purpose anyway? Each week we ponder the answer to this question. People ache for meaning and purpose at work, to contribute their talents passionately and know their lives really matter. They crave being part of an organization that inspires them and helps them grow into realizing their highest potential. Business can be such a force for good in the world, elevating humanity. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration to help usher in this world we all want, working on purpose. Now, here is your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose program. Thanks for joining again this week. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, which is home base for me. If you don't know me yet, I'm a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose, organizational logotherapist, inspirational speaker, social scientist, and author. You can learn more about me and how we can work together at EliseCortez.com or Gusto-Now.com. Let me thank my partner and sponsor, WorkProud. We are a perfect collaboration. Everyone wants to know they matter and that the work they do is meaningful and appreciated. WorkProud is a mobile platform built to encourage employees to share stories and recognize each other's contribution. WorkProud empowers HR and business leaders to create company cultures where all employees are inspired to feel proud of their work and proud of their company. Learn more at WorkProud.com. With us today is Kine Ilioinyosi, an author, career coach, and professional speaker who believes deeply that you are how you are for why you are, and that your natural abilities are indicators of your purpose. He's the author of Finding Your Sweet Spot, DNA of Talent, and his most recent, Put Your Purpose to Work, How to Find Fulfillment in Your 9 to 5. We'll be talking about his latest book, How Purpose is Expressed Through Work, and How to Tend to Our Purpose. And he joins us today from Johns Creek, Georgia, Kenne, welcome to Working on Purpose. Hey, Alex. It's great to have you. I'm fantastic. How are you? Thanks for having me. Betcha. A little bit of energy between us, huh? Let's do this already. (laughs) So um, I have, of course, the distinct pleasure of knowing something about you because I have read your book that's about to come out, but our listeners and viewers don't. So I want to first presence a little bit about your background because you have very a, a very distinctive perspective on presence or uh, on purpose that I think is really really interesting. So, will you share just some of the highlights of your background that would be useful for our listeners and viewers? Highlights of my of my book or my your, your background, background your background. Oh, so, I come about this as someone who uh, <laughs> uh, who had the talk with their parents and they wanted me, to, wanted me to be a doctor but I rebelled and said no, no and uh, kind of went my own way and found that a lot I tried to do uh, brought me money but did not bring satisfaction. Uh, every time I found myself working and developing people there was just something in me that sort of came alive and I did, really didn't know what that meant till I think it was 2007, I, I, I had moved to this and working it with my wife in her graphic design business. And she was like, listen, um, you come in to work miserable, Get, you know, figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. And uh, so I started the search and through introspection and everything I talk about in my first book, looking back at my life, looking back at, at the things that bring me joy and where I feel most alive, I realized that I could make a career out of developing people. And, uh, you know, from what I talk about purpose, I've come to that place where I know that this is my purpose. And so 
Um, that's how I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so so what's fascinating about what you said, there's two things that I want to call out. One is this notion of coming alive, right? There are so many people walking through life dead. I have been one of them. I know what that feels like. And so that's why I wrote my book, Purpose Ignited. So that's the first thing I want to comment on. The second thing is that what you did is you really just discovered on what was so obvious to yourself and everyone else. And there it was right in front of your face, what you should be doing with your life. That is true. And I find that when I work with people, they, they're shocked but we'll start to uncover the things that are their talents because that's where it really starts from, how you are wired. And often people say to me, um, that is a talent. Mm-hmm. I get Maybe that too. Be able to do, you know, but everybody should be able to do whatever. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, not everybody is able to do that. It comes so naturally to you mm-hmm. that you take it for granted. Right. It's your superpower. That's what I call it. It's your superpower. You just don't recognize it, recognize it as such. It's natural for you. We're going to talk more so about true. that as well. Right. Yeah. So one of the things that I love that you say in your book, and it's everywhere on your site as well, and you talk about the importance of knowing yourself, but then you say you are how you are for why you are. That is brilliant. It is true. And I don't, thank you for saying it's brilliant, but it's such, to me, it's, it is such an obvious statement. We cannot act contrary to how we are wired. We cannot act contrary to how we are. And again, from that faith background, your purpose take makes use of your natural abilities you know i'm a firm believer that we here on earth for a reason and god with resources Um, he he gives you those things Uh, he equips you with what you need to do the job he's called you to do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's why i say that yeah and when we just get out of the way and be obedient to that it's amazing what happens right stop arguing with it or (laughs) trying to stuff it right it's it's there for a reason (laughs) I, I know I've, I'm guilty. It took me a while to hear it and, and, and listen, right? So, um, okay. So now I want to talk this about this notion of, of job and working that I think is brilliant of what you say in your book here. So I'm going to, I'm going to read a little, a little bit for our listeners and our viewers, because the way you talk about this is just great. So, um, and I agree with this. And so you say people admire, even envy those who seem to have a clarity of purpose and know what they want to do with their lives. Most people lack this clarity and seem to be in an endless search for a better job. And this is the problem. People are looking for a good job, the ideal job, instead of first figuring out their purpose, why they are here on earth. So why is it that you, do you think that we so lack this clarity? Why are we so resistant to this? Um, I think it's just what has been handed to us. Um, You know, in modern education, I don't know, I'm not even sure if it's modern education, but the educational system says, okay, go to school, get good grades so that you can get a, finish the sentence, get a good job. Uh-huh, get, yeah, you know? go to school, get a good job. And, and, and so, and people focus on, well, what will get, get me to a good job? Parents and adults talk about, well, what will get you to a good job without thinking about if the job is tied to the purpose of the child. And so the parent who does not know about purpose will talk to their child based on job security. That's right. The adult who understands purpose will talk to their child based on purpose. And so I am 
trying to change that narrative. And I've been at this, gosh, for about 12 years. Golly. You're going to be working at it for the rest of your life, my friend, and that's good. Yeah. So, so we have good company. <laughs> Let me, let's call out really quick Dr. Claudia Beanie here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She started uh -huh. the House of Shine. I've had her on the radio show. Great conversation. And unlike us, Kenny, she is out to help as many people, especially as early as she possibly can, youngsters look within and see what's special about themselves and what's where are their talents so they can start and build their life from there. What a concept. Yes. Right? Um, instead, so here's where it gets also very interesting. I love this is great for our listeners and viewers too. You also write about this in your book and you say, when you understand your purpose, the work you pursue becomes the channel through which you express your purpose. Completely agree. The work is how you and I express, manifest, and fulfill the reason, purpose for which God created us. Till this becomes a foundational truth, we will not fully realize and express our life purpose and will not find the deepest satisfaction work has to offer. Amen. So true. So, again, a lot of these things I write, I get to me, are so obvious, but if it is not a foundational truth, if you don't have that understanding of your work being a reflection of your purpose, we end up working for extrinsic factors. We're working for pay. We're working for salary. We're working for uh, uh, you know perks, all sorts of external things. But the internal um, is missing. The, 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 the internal satisfaction is not there. And so once you understand that your work should be an expression of your purpose, that starts to drive the decisions you make. Mm -hmm. it's, mm. I, I have friends who have given up cushy, comfortable jobs to take less paying jobs because they knew this was their purpose. And again, going back to the conversation you, you talked about earlier on clarity, that clarity just it's something others envy, like, well, how could you leave such a job to go do this? But in this other job that they're doing, they are at peace. Mm -hmm. And they're alive. It's, 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 they're alive. Like you they're said. so alive. Yes, yes. Okay, so this is where it gets so fun for me, Kenne. So I, after I did my PhD in, in human development, I did a postdoc larger research on meaning and work and identity, and I found 15 modes of engagement. And, and so they, they take into account the level, the kind of depth of meeting and the and how, what's the relationship between the work and the person? Are they expressing themselves? Does it fit? Is it in, inseparable, et cetera? One of the modes that I found is called living your purpose. And that's where I am today. It's oh. where I wanted to speak for the longest time. I was in self-actualizing mode for quite a long time, using work as a way to develop myself, discover myself. But the living your purpose mode is just what we're talking about. It's this thing of, you, who you're being in the world and then the, the service that you're providing um, is who you're being in the world. And it just happens to be called work. It's considered work and you get paid for it. And so it, since that's the way I live, why would I ever stop working? I have no intention of stopping working until I'm dropped into the ground. <laughs> we shouldn't. We, we, we shouldn't because I tell people your purpose, when I say your, your purpose is your work, your purpose is not a hobby. Right. It's, it's not something you do part time. Um, this is the reason why you are here. So even when you are in your 80s or 90s, if you're still breathing, 
Um, you may not work with the intensity you did when you were 50 or 40, but that thing that comes naturally to you will still touch the world. It will still be touching the people around you. And so really, like you say, you don't stop working. Yeah, because otherwise you're, you stop being. So that's how I look. It's, so it's an exp I love the way you say it. it's an expression of your purpose. I completely agree with that. And I think for several listeners, that's a, that's a new idea for them, and that's what we want. So um, now to that end, I think it's also important for them to distinguish. And I know when I share my modes of engagement, people are like, oh, my gosh, you mean people experience work in a different way than what I do? That's crazy. So would you share for our listeners and viewers the five levels of work satisfaction that you describe in that latest book? And so the, the, the first, which I call the basic level, and you can, for those who are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, the first is the basic level, and that's where you work because you need a job, any job. It's out of desperation, out of, you know, just wanting to get started, have something coming in. You don't care what the job is. Um, and for most people, in fact, I don't, I'm not sure, I believe everyone who works at that level is dissatisfied with their job, but they need it. And right. we've all been there at some point. Uh, the level two is where you now work because you want more. And more mean, can mean uh, promotion. You know, you have a job, there's some security, but now you want to move up. Uh, it, it, you want more money, you want more security, you want more perks. The third one is where you work because you like the organization. You may not necessarily like the job, but the job is tolerable. But you love either what the company stands for or the people with whom you work. And it's amazing how a lot of people uh, stay in positions because of that. Uh, level four, where things really start to get exciting is where you're now working based on your natural abilities. Now, this is the person who has a good understanding of how they are wired and they are now working in what we call their sweet spot. They've chosen the job because they know they're contributing uh, so much. And level five, that is where you are now working in your purpose, where your job is a calling. Uh, you know, this is the divine thing I am meant to do. That helps so much to distinguish how where, where people are. So when I did my modes of engagement research, Kenne, I very much followed Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs as well in the relational order of the value and what they valued. So I did something very similar. So it's there's a lot of overlap there. So yeah. with that, listeners and viewers, let's let you chew on that for just a moment. Let's grab our first break. I'm Dr. Elise Cortez, your host. We've been here with Kenne Il. Il oh, Ilio Yosi, an author, career coach, and professional speaker who believes deeply that you are how you are for why you are, and that your natural abilities are indicators of your purpose. We've been talking a bit about purpose and work. After the break, we're going to talk about how work is expressed through purpose. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose.
This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. As I've watched the pandemic continue on, we look for ways to help companies support their employees handle the anxiety, stress, depression, and feeling disconnected, while also helping to lift and inspire them with ongoing professional development. So we now offer a well-being learning webinar series called Grab Your Gusto, Vital Well-Being from the Inside Out. You can learn more about this offering at EliseCortez.com or drop me an email to Elise at EliseCortez.com. We can talk about it. If you're just joining the program, my guest today is Kene Ilyoenyosi the author of Finding Your Sweet Spot, DNA of Talent, and his most recent work, Put Your Purpose to Work, How to Find Fulfillment in Your 9 to 5. He joins you today from Jones Creek, Georgia. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. So, Kenny, for this section, I want to get more into that notion of expressing our, 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 our purpose through the work that we do. So, to that end, um, let's talk about this notion that you call the sweet spot. That's so great, right? The sweet spot. Um, by the way, um, have you ever run across, uh, before we get into that, the, the concept of ikigai? Constant improvement. No, no, no. Ikigai. No, no. Um, so it's it's it might probably going to be related to your sweet spot. So we'll talk about that some other time. But listeners and viewers, Ikigai was covered on the show a couple of years ago. It's a great it's a great thing to talk about as well. So you you talk about the sweet spot is where all of you comes together to serve others in a way that brings you fulfillment. It's your gift to the world and where you have the greatest impact. And when you start on your path of purpose, your creative creativity kicks in. So the sweet spot is. Pretty fantastic. So tell us more about this and how we find it. And it, it all starts with how you are wired. Um, it, it all starts with your natural abilities. That is the foundation for living, working in your sweet spot. Um, in my first book, I talk about it being at the intersection of your, your interest and your passion. And this is where you understand that one, you are not here for yourself. And that deep fulfillment comes from using your gifts and abilities and all that you are to serve others. Um, and th there's a slight difference between that and we can talk about later, uh, between your working in your sweet spot and working in your purpose. Uh, in your sweet spot, you are serving others, but it's still, you know, it can be more self-directed where you are the one choosing what you do with your gifts and abilities. Uh, but in your purpose, this is now, again, uh, for those faith believers, uh, where this is where you're being led to serve by God. But those who work in their sweet spot experience deep fulfillment. Um, mm -hmm. It, it mm -hmm. makes a huge, 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 huge difference in how they work. Yeah. So I want to take this a little bit deeper for our listeners and viewers, mm -hmm. because what you just said about um, paying attention to how we're wired is so important. So when I'm out and I'm doing like a strengths workshop, I'm, I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach. I always ask the audience first, what were you told you were too much of when you were a kid? Too, I talk, too talkative, too, too bossy, too whatever, too whatever. And I'm like, great, I get all these things, you know, too bossy, too, too, too whatever. And I'm like, great, that is the beginning of your genius. It's never going to get washed out of you. It's just who you are. So your opportunity is to figure out how to make that work in the world, right? Do you, do you ever find that, and, and, and this... It amazes me, but it's, it hurts me a bit. Do you ever find that in your workshops, um, people say pinpoint things that they were, you know, they said, okay, too talkative, too this, too that. 
-hmm. And at some point, especially when they become early teens, they start to try to minimize. Yes, that's exactly that right. Thing. Mm -hmm. oh. Yes. Oh, and so people say that things hurts. like, I was told I was too sensitive. I needed to get thicker skin. Well, when mm. you turn that into, wow, becoming like a therapist or something who has, a, who has that sensitivity intelligence, well, now you've taken that thing that everybody said was bad about you and it, you made it work. That's, that's the opportunity. So anyway, I love what you said about paying attention to you know, how you're wired because it's not going away. You're not getting rid of it. Nope. Uh, right? Nope. Nope. You're not. You're not. It, it is who and how you are. It is your gift. It is your work. gift. That's right. And again, it's just a matter of where do I put it to work? That's, you know, it, maybe it doesn't work on Wall Street or, you know, on the, the, the trading floor. Maybe, you know, <laughs> but it really does work, this idea of sensitivity, you know, as a therapist or in the helping profession, as a minister, et cetera. So, yeah. so then if we talk about, you know, I, you, you distinguish this, the level four works. We talked about the five levels of satisfaction in the last segment. Mm -hmm. um, so you talk about how level four workers, those that use their abilities, don't look for a job. They look for a place where they can add value and work for them as a partnership with their organization, not just there to earn a paycheck. Yeah. They're, they're really there to be compensated for that value. So say more about this level four, because I think many listeners and viewers would love to at least get to four, if not to five. Yeah. It's, it's a mind shift. You know, when I work with people, I, I get to a point where I, where I talk about them articulating their value proposition statement. Mm-hmm. You need to know what value you bring to the organization. And when you at level four, working in your gifts and abilities, using your strengths, you know why you want to work, why you work for com company X or company B. Um, you know what you bring to the table. And I tell people, corporations do not exist to create jobs. That is not their primary reason for existence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And some people get upset because I say that. I'm like, well, that is the truth. They exist to provide a service or product for profit, even the nonprofit organizations. And so the value level four workers bring is knowing, based on their strengths, what they add to the organization. And it's such a, it, it, it's a mind shift because now it's, I call it a meeting of, the, of, of equal minds. Yes, they, they, they are a big company, but you are a person of value. And I'll add some more to this. At some point when things change, because you should, you should also not stop adding value, it's time to leave. Either mm -hmm. move to a different position or move to a different company but you have to know the value you bring. I completely agree with that, Ken A. And so that's really important for listeners and viewers to understand that you, you need to be able to articulate your value. In fact, what I always recommend to people that I'm working with when I'm doing programs inside companies is that people have to steward their, their career and their branding by sharing and articulating what it is they're doing without being braggadocious, but helping people mm -hmm. understand what they've done so that they recognize that this is your contribution and you're proud of it, you're excited about it, right? And that's a way to manage True. your career and socialize your value. Yeah, it is not. It is not HR's re responsibility. Sorry, <laughs> it is not HR's responsibility. Um, Their the responsibility is to find a person who can do a job, whether whether they, that person is working based on skill or based on natural ability. HR does not care. They really shouldn't. But yeah. you as the worker, as the individual, 
you are the one who should know, okay, I will excel in this role, in this position, because I am naturally wired this way. And in your area of natural wiring, in your area of gifting, you learn faster, you have more capacity to produce more. You're more intuitive and creative. And so I tell people, know these things so that you can make a case for why this is why you want this position and why this is why you want, you know, even going into a negotiation for salary, make the case for it. Mm -hmm. Make the case for it. If you yeah, don't know your value, people will undervalue you. That's right. That's right. And you are the best storyteller of yourself anyway, right? Why would you want to pass that on to someone else or, or assign that elsewhere when you are the best one for that job? So yes, become a great self storyteller. Um, that's, that's, it's critical. Um, now we already talked about this, but I do have it in my notes here that I wanted to, to talk about what you say about this notion of, of people seeing their work as a calling. Um, and I love, again, how you say this. You say people who see their work as a calling live with a belief that they are responsible to a higher power, the caller, and with an awareness of eternity and the brevity of time, their time on earth. They are aware that they won't live forever and want to play their part in the bigger picture of life. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, can, I completely relate to that, Kene. So talk about a little bit more about your, your perspective on, on that, and then I want to share how it, how it shows up in my life. Yeah. And so my, again, this is how I think and how I live and how I, based on my belief, um, we did not create time. There's a bigger picture within which we fit into. And we are given this span of time to play our role in the bigger picture. And so the way I see it, there are others who have played their role to get me where I am. And I am meant to play my part to help others get to where they need to go. And so I am responsible to the one who's put me in this position to fulfill what he wants me to fulfill. Um, again, as a person of faith, I'm not looking for when I get to heaven, I don't want to hear welcome. I want to hear well done. <laughs> okay. oh, ooh, that's also quotable. Let's say that again. I don't want, when I get, when I get to heaven or wherever it is I'm going, I don't want to hear welcome. I want to hear well done. That is, yeah. that's it. It, it's true. It's yeah. True. It's like, okay. Yeah, you, okay. Well, you, you, you're good. Welcome. Go sit down. No, it's like, wow, you did your part. Come on in. High five. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. That's what I want too. And I could so relate, Kene, to what you say here about um, this belief that you're responsible to a higher power that, you know, that you're, you've been asked to do this. You've, you, you're being obedient to this, to this, this service of being and that you have this an awareness of, of eternity and the brevity of time. What that actually does is when you recognize that death is an essential part of living because it reminds us that we do not get forever. And therefore we have a sense of urgency to live and fulfill on the service of our gifts that we have been given. Um, so for me, I mean, I'm, I'm 56 and I am, you know, I'm on fire to write more books, create more programs for the company and, I, I, I do work seven days a week because I'm, I'm expressing what I'm doing, who I'm being in the world. And so I'm, I'm very aware that, you know, at some point, you know, the clock's going to stop, you know, clicking and my time is up. Mm -hmm. True. And, and, and at that point, it's too late to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Because time, time's gone. Exactly. But, but it's, I'm having more fun than I'm supposed to have. I'm sure. 
<laughs> I'm having more fun than people can imagine. And they're like, but you work so much. Yes, I'm creating what I want. I'm creating, I'm expressing myself through my purpose and helping others to live a better life in the process. Seems like a pretty good way I to go through it, life yeah. to me. At least you, you are living. You know, <laughs> I think it's John Maxwell who said it, who, who put it best. It's like, often a lot of people, uh, people don't have near death experiences. They have near life experiences. You know? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. I was almost alive. I was almost there. Yeah, you know, like most people are just walking dead. It's like, you know, most people are dead, but it has not been made official yet. And so, um, <laughs> the, the death, the death certificate has not been issued, but it's you know, it it's, hasn't it's, been it's, issued. They're just the event has walking around. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that's why I wrote my book, Purpose Ignited. It's really to awaken people to their passion, inspiration, and purpose, so that they can self enliven, if you will. And 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 come and come alive, as you say. It it, it is critical, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people are not. If you you since you you, you are a Gallup certified uh, coach, you know the statistics. Their work engagement survey that they do every year. The numbers have not changed. Only about thirty percent of people at work are engaged. They love they love the job they're doing. They love what they're doing, and they are working on purpose. Mm -hmm. Most people are not. Yeah. And in fact, so for listeners and viewers, according to the Gallup organization, 85% of the global workforce doesn't want to go to work on Monday or whenever the shift starts. It's Oof. better in the States. It's about um, 60% uh, that wow. actually, yeah. So, but yeah, we have work to do. So to that end, um, you talk about three ways we can engage purpose at work. Give those to us, please. So one is working with a purpose. Uh, and again, this is self-directed. You know how you are wired, but you are the one choosing what you do. You know, your, your goal might be income. Your goal might be serving others. Um, that's working in your working with a purpose. The second one is working for a purpose. Now, this is cause-driven. Um, you're working for something bigger than self. It might be the, the mission or purpose of the organization. And there's something about what they do that drives you and, and you want to be connected to that purpose. Now notice for both of them, I talked about working with a purpose or working for a purpose. Mm -hmm. The third one is working in your purpose. Big difference. For one and two, you can choose anything and it's all good. But in Three, you are working in your purpose and you know that this is what God selected for me. This is why I am alive. I didn't just come about it because I like this company or I like this. No, everything in me gives me that indication that this is what I was created to do. And it comes back down to calling. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah. smack down my lane. And with that, let's give our listeners something to chew on while we take an, another quick break here. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. We've been in the air with Kene Ilio Inyosi, an author, career coach, and pro professional speaker who believes deeply that you are how you are for why you are, and that your natural abilities are indicators of your purpose. We've been talking a bit about purpose in work and jobs. After the break, we're going to talk about tending to purpose in its virtuous cycle. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining the program today, my guest is Kenne Ilyoanosi, the author of Finding Your Sweet Spot, DNA of Talent, and his most recent, Put Your Purpose to Work, How to Find Fulfillment in Your 9 to 5. He joins today from Johns Creek, Georgia. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. So for this last segment here, Kenne, I wanted to really get really deeply into this notion of why purpose is such an important thing to carry us forward and how energizing it is. So... Um, you say, another thing that I love to quote from your book is you say, working in your purpose means that you attend to and care for the reason for which you were created in order to bring increase and develop something new. That is profound. So simple, but so profound. Say more about that. Wow, where do, where do I start? Um, when you work in your purpose, that the, the attend to comes down to you paying attention, you prioritizing your purpose. And, and in what you do, there is increase because there's stuff coming out of producing, you're creating, you are manifesting your what you are meant to manifest to the world. It's just a natural outflow. Uh, and so once you get into working in your purpose, new, thing, new things come come out like I talked about you are more creative you are more intuitive and often I tell people you you, you can't help it you know people ask you how did you do that um, I don't know <laughs> I just did but that happens when you are in your purpose mm-hmm well, I'm a testament to that, Kenne. I mean, I have never been more creative in my whole entire life than what I really stepped into and allowed myself to to live and work for my purpose. And now today, I mean, I as already heard, you already heard me say that I, I got Purpose Ignited out last November. I have two more books planned in that trilogy. A women's anthology is coming out next month, August, starting to work on the men's anthology. Congratulations. Thank you. It's so fun. I'm having more fun. And then, the, and then, and then creating programs and, and services and offerings from it. You're so right. You just can't help it. So it's, and it is fun. Yeah, you can't because you, you don't eat. You don't stop thinking about what is you, and it's not work. You know, kind of like you're talking about. You know, you're talking about writing books. I'm constantly. I have a in my notepad on my phone. I'm constantly. I think I'm. I'm, I'm at like forty-four book titles. I don't know when I'm going to write them all. Yeah. Um, sometimes, <laughs> but you're thinking of things to do, and you pen down your thoughts. Sometimes when you start to write, you realize, okay, that is not meant to be a whole book. It's meant to be part of a book 
and you file it away. Mm -hmm. But there's just stuff coming out. You know, I you will never find me talking about finance. I don't, I'm not, I am not creative about how you're going to balance budgets or you know, world economy. That's not my gifting. So I'm not coming up with creative stuff about that. Mm -hmm. But I'm coming up with things about work, purpose, your abilities, fulfillment, you know, those things are constantly pouring out of me. Me too. I'm with you. And by the way, you can run from you, but you can never hide. So you and I are going to continue talking and who knows what we're going to do together. So um, it's, it's just going to happen. I already know that. So, well, let's break down those three things because I think what you do in the book is, yeah. is so powerful, but let's talk about purpose first. So say a bit more about this, how the discovering your purpose should, you talk about it, it triggers a sense of urgency, but tell us more about this, the area of purpose here. So we get, get closer to it. Um, so it, it starts with the discovery and, um, and the discovery starts with first believing that you have a purpose. It's amazing people, how many people don't believe they have a purpose or even how many people don't believe they have gifts or natural abilities. And so helping people through that and coming to that place where, okay, you have the abilities and you have a purpose that opens your mind up to the other things. Okay, introspection. Um, looking back, like you talked about how you were how are wired and how it manifested as a child. Um, because the truth about it, between one and 10, you see how people are wired. It's, it's, not, it's, it's evident. Uh, and so the introspection helps you now start identifying all those things and you can use assessments to sort of... Uh, affirm or and confirm the things that you've realized or seen through introspection. But the discovery is where it all starts from. Mm -hmm. And that introspection is so important. I like that both of us used assessments in each of our respective works because they do help people to gain vocabulary about themselves. And to your point that you said earlier, people often say, what do you mean that's a, that's a talent or that's a strength? That's just me. Yeah, and it's a talent and a strength. <laughs> and it distinguishes you, right? <laughs> so, okay, so first go looking for it. I love that you also say, believe that you do have a purpose. I think a lot of people, they don't believe that. So that's very important too. So then step number two is attention. Uh, you talk about the strong pull or the call of your purpose will always be present, but, you, but your response, the attention you give is a choice you have to make over and over again, prioritizing and focusing on your purpose. It's so very true. It, it, because I, because again, your purpose is not a hobby. It is not a side job. It's not a side gig. It's not something you can, can work part-time. This, put it this way, your purpose is the foundation of you. <laughs> your purpose there before you were created, you were created for your purpose. And so you cannot make it secondary. It is the reason why you are. And if you don't give it the attention that it requires, you cannot feel what you're created to fulfill. It's just, just no way. Mm -hmm. So from my perspective on, on, on that notion of um, attention, so that what that speaks to is clearing away and not spending time on things that maybe will pull you away. Maybe they're, they're busy work or they're, they're just things that distract you. They don't, they don't give you a, a period of focus or they even worse yet, they take you off the course of purpose, right? So 
that's where what I like to do in my work in a is I have people do a eulogy, write their good story, right? What is it mm. that they wanted most in their life to happen? And they write this beautiful thing of who they became and what they did in their lives. When they, when they do that, all this small stuff that they're going through that they spend all this time worrying about or spending time on goes away. We can't see it anymore. It's such a great, it's a, it's a great thing to do, to be able, and I would, I would put that in the, in the attention camp for sure. Yeah, it, and, 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 it, and it, it is, in my book, I talk about you know, the distractions and uh, destructions, all those things. Um, but we all, the truth about it, we'll all get distracted at a point. But if you don't have something, if you don't have your true north, you go, you know you carry on that bunny trail, and and so this gives you focus. That's Things right. Happen like life is like you know success is not a straight line. It's squiggly. It's messy, and and sometimes you get caught in the whirlwind of life. But your purpose, your 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 attention always brings you back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the, the idea of the purity of focus, right? I have people come to me all the time and say, oh, Elise, you should do this. this you'd be so good at this if you added this or did this or, you know, maybe I would be good at that. And but that doesn't say, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, well, what I get to is, but that doesn't actually let me really execute to my purpose. It doesn't let me really, really totally surrender myself to my purpose. Yes, I could do those things yeah. in addition to what I'm doing. No, but it doesn't let me give a purity, give myself over to that purpose. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it's. I think it was Leonardo da Vinci that said, uh, "Simplicity is ultimate sophistication." Mm-hmm. You know, keep it simple. Just keep it simple. What what we've been called to do is big enough to occupy our lives. It it may not be as you know to other earth shattering or may not seem so sexy, but. This is what we've been called to do. I, I can't do what you do. You can't do what I, I, I do. And we all need to just be satisfied being who we are and who we've been called to be. Yeah. Well, and to your point, we can make that as big as we want, which I think is going to probably speak to the number three, which is increase. Yeah. So you say, if you attend to your purpose, growth will naturally occur in your life. And I don't just mean physical growth, of course. Your purpose is meant to add something to the world, something that others will need and use. So say more about the increase part of this. Purpose, attention, increase. As you give attention to what you've been called to do, you're creating new things. There's increase. You're becoming a better person. You're, become, you're really getting deeper into who you should be. Um, again, on the faith side, I talk about God can do what he wants to do without us. Um, but it's all about becoming better. And I see the, the things we do as part of the tool which he uses to make us better people. Um, uh, to, to increase, um, we're adding new to the world. You know, creativity do, does not stop. And when, we, when we're done with uh, our part in this, grand scheme of life, there are new things that will sound. You know, I, I, I think about kids today who are used to, you know, touchscreen phones. Um, in 34 years, what will they be telling their kids? Do you know there was a time when we had touchscreen phones? <laughs> exactly right. Like, huh? 
Like, huh? That is so outdated. Right. I don't know what kind of phones they'll be using then. You know, I grew up with the rotary phones. <laughs> well, it'll be tele telepathy, right? We won't need even the instruments. It'll be telepathy. That'll be that's where we're going. Um, no, it's great. Now, I want to add on to what you just said here. This is so great to be able to talk with you and each of us kind of threading in our perspectives. Um, so from my vantage point, I talk about how purpose gives you a unique lens on the world that only you can see certain opportunities or ways of being. And that unique lens is through the, the difference through which you get to innovate, create, and make a difference worthy of your one precious life. And what you don't, what, yeah. you're not in that camp and you don't recognize, I mean, not everybody else sees it that way. And isn't that obvious? Like you said, isn't it just obvious? <laughs> not to anybody else, but it is you. No! Yeah, it, because it's yours. It's, right. it's, it's, it, it's yours. It's, it's the... It's the way you see, and you see based on how you are wired. Mm -hmm. It's 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 it one one follows the other, and there are certain problems. Uh, there are certain things that only you will see, that only you will solve. That is why you are here. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it's so my beautiful. My prayer is, it is, it is. Uh, my my prayer is uh, that my eyes are always open to see the problems that I am meant to solve, um, because nobody else can solve them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be replaced. Right, me neither. And I want to be. <laughs> I want to. I want to make a difference. I want to matter. So, so yeah. to that end, there's some really fantastic benefits of purpose. You write about them in the book. What are they? One confidence. There's the you know crazy living, living life. Yes, yes, yes. And you know they say um, when you understand your purpose, a person who lives on purpose may be seen by others as being arrogant. Um, it, because there are things you, you say no to and others are like, who do you think you are? Um, but it's not out of arrogance or pride, but it's just you know who you are, you know what you're meant to be doing and you're focused on it. So there's confidence, there's adventure. Oh my goodness, the, just the, the, the opportunities that start to open up to you when you are so focused on why you are alive. You know, it, it's it, the deep fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It's just a deep sense of fulfillment. Right. And that speaks to that smacks of the meaning that people want. So so then I really want to talk about this. And this is whether wherever you are in the spectrum of faith, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So one of the things Kenny says in his book, he says, fulfilling as in achieving God's plan for your life is not just about doing something. It's about becoming something. And your purpose is not a fad. It's your assignment on earth. Profound. It's not a flavor of the month. <laughs> it's not it's not going to change next month next year it's you um, it, it's always been until you're you're done with it it will be um, it was there before you it was waiting for you to wake up to it to live it and when you're done you would have fulfilled what I need to fulfill their purpose you know, again, there's this interconnectedness of life. I'm here, yeah. I am, I am Nigerian. I've been here 20 years, and I'm and I'm changing lives in America, not in Nigeria. You know, why not in Nigeria? I don't know. I'm not going to beat beat my head 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 about uh, about that. But this needs to be right. Yeah, it's beautiful. And a fantastic way to close the show. So, but before we go though, Kenny, I want you to give you a chance just in say maybe 30 seconds or so to, to leave the listeners with what you'd like to leave them with, knowing that this show is listened to by people across the world who really care about trying to 
find either a place where they come alive at work or that they can help create cultures of, of work that are, that, are, that, are, that are meaningful, and we do business that betters the world. Yeah. What would you like to leave them with? Regardless of where you live, regardless of where you were born, regardless of your circumstances, whether it's good or bad, whether you think it's you think you've gotten the shorthand of the stick, um, there is a purpose for your life, and that purpose purpose is your key to deep fulfillment in life. And all we say is one: believe that you have a purpose. Stop to look for it. Wake up to the reason why you are alive and make the magic. Give what you are meant to give to the world. Because there is something unique that you and only you carries. No one else. And we all need you to do your part because that's why we're here. Completely agree. Thank you so much, Kenne, for being on the on show, for writing the, the third book that you did. I loved reading it. I got so much out of it. And thank you for sharing your heart, your passion, your soul, and your purpose with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, like you said, we're, we're going to be connected at the hip and uh, looking forward to the things we'll, we'll, we'll do together in, in future. But thank you so much. So welcome, Kenne. Listeners and viewers, if you want to learn more about Kenne, his books and the work he does, visit tra Talent revolution.me. Again, it's talentrevolution.me. And thanks again to our partner and sponsor, WorkProud, which helps companies build a platform where your workforce receives meaningful feedback. And thanks for their work from people across your company. In other words, it's scalable recognition. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via a recorded podcast. We were on the air with several of the authors from the new anthology I've curated, which is coming out in August of 2021, called Passionately Striving in Why, an anthology of women who persevere mightily to live their purpose. In it, I've gathered 25 women from all over the world who share their deeply personal journeys of struggle and triumph to get to purpose. Next week, we'll be on the air with Lars Peter Niesen in Switzerland, talking about the work he does with ACAPS and H2H networks, where he works with 60 highly innovative humanitarian agencies, creating an enabling environment for humanitarian action through service delivery. See you there. Remember that work is at least a third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll create a world where business operates conscientiously, leadership inspires impassioned performance, and employees are fulfilled in work that provides the meaning and purpose they crave. See you there. Let's work on purpose.